Good evening. It's always nice to see some familiar faces, especially when I've spoken at a few places since I started school and not seeing anyone that I know. It's always a lot easier seeing people that I do know. Have you ever been on the way home from somewhere and traffic is moving really smooth and then all of a sudden it comes to bumper to bumper traffic and then it seems like it's going to take forever to get through. If not, I would encourage you to try I-75 in Atlanta around 4 p.m. <clears throat> There's a story that goes along with that, but I don't have time to tell it. <clears throat> in life, there are many phrases that we don't like to hear. But the one that we're going to talk about tonight is one that we really don't like to hear. Perhaps it's because we're human and we're impatient. It's a phrase that we don't like to hear when the mechanic calls with bad news about our car. It's a phrase that we don't like to hear when we're grieving the loss of a loved one. It is, however, a phrase that needs to be said to a newly baptized Christian. But as much as we don't like to hear this phrase, here it is. The title of tonight's lesson is, This May Take a While. John chapter 15 Verses 1 through 2 say, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. After reading this passage, you may wish that it read, Every branch that does bear fruit, he rewards. Every branch that does not bear fruit, he comforts and speaks encouraging words to. Good job, little branch. Keep growing, little branch. Look at you. Aren't you fruitful? But no, that's not how Christianity works. Just because you're working and there may be, maybe there's someone that's not doesn't mean that you can just sit down and take a break. You can't just say that I'm going to take a break for a while even though it's so easy to do. Now I know I'm preaching to myself when I say this because there's so much more that I could be doing in the kingdom of the Lord. And there's always more work that can be done in the kingdom of the Lord. But in this verse, the fruitful and the fruitless both have the same experience. It's as if Jesus is saying, you're snipped if you do, and you're snipped if you don't. The painful pruning is happening to everyone, whether you're growing in Christ or not. And as I read through this lesson again today, another thought came to my mind. It made me think back to my old job at the school. And David, you'll know what I'm talking about. But every every winter it came around, it was time to trim back the crepe myrtles and the rose bushes. And the crepe myrtles were slightly more fun than the rose bushes because if you want to see a grown man cry, stab yourself with one of them thorns on a rose bush. But the same thing applies to Christianity. God's always cutting us back so we can grow more. The painful pruning that's happening, is it's going to happen to everyone. For those who haven't been baptized, you're being snipped. For those who have made the decision to put on Christ in baptism, you're also being snipped. It's part of a life that's growing spiritually, and it's part of a life that's not. My first point tonight is, fruitfulness and faithfulness are inseparable. You can't have one without having the other. Jesus is making this connection like peas and carrots or peanut butter and jelly. You can't have one 
without having the other. We all have the God-given desire to be fruitful, and we've had it since the beginning. Genesis 1.28 says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The problem that many of us struggle with is that we don't notice when we are being fruitful. It's even hard to see when someone else is being fruitful. This can cause some serious discouragement. But the reason that it's so hard to notice is because it's something that's happening on the inside. This past Wednesday night, I sat through a Bible class. And in that Bible class, we talked about how much time we spend on social media. And if you think about it, we spend so much time just sitting there scrolling through other people's lives and looking at their pictures and how happy they are. But why do we do it? I guess maybe it's something else to do. We made a habit out of it. But the teacher of the class made a point that instead of scrolling through other people's lives, which I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with scrolling through Facebook, so don't get mad at me for that. But um, he said that maybe we should take a moment out of the day and use the time that we're going to use for Facebook for some self-evaluation to see where we are spiritually. Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaves do not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. A lot of people want to be fruitful but not have the faith that goes along with it. In other words, we want to be prosperous without being planted in the principles that produce prosperity. Take another look at verse 3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water. If we want to be planted in the principles that produce prosperity, then we have to work for it. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17 says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. What does a tree need to live? It needs water and it needs sun, right? A tree planted by streams of water will yield its fruit in the season in which it bears. If the tree doesn't have a good source of water and doesn't get any sunlight, then it's not going to bear fruit. It's not going to be prosperous. It's going to die. If we are planted in our faith, then we will prosper. Sometimes we may seek a quick fix from God, but we don't want to show any faithfulness to Him. It's a new year and... Probably many of you have made resolutions. Maybe that resolution was to go to the gym. Now, if you go to the gym and work out, you can't expect results right then. If you go for two weeks and don't get the results that you want and just quit because you say, this may take a while, then you're not going to get anywhere. Maybe you've made a resolution to read your Bible, as I know many of you have because of the yearly Bible reading plan that's offered here. And many of you may have just finished and started again. 
But maybe you start reading your Bible and you do really good for a few weeks. But then you forget one time and you forget again and again. And there might be a friend that you've talked to about coming to church over and over again. You've invited them so many times, but they've never showed up. So you decide to quit asking them. If you quit, then then they may never hear the good news of Jesus. And that's a soul that's going to be lost. There's no worse feeling than the feeling that you're unfruitful. Think about school. You you study for a test for hours and hours. And you still don't get the grade that you want. It can be very frustrating. It's tough that that when you work so hard for something, putting in all the hours studying for a test, putting in all the hours working on a project, and you don't get the grade or the results that you wanted, it can frustrate you to the max. But what about the time when you finally get the results you want from the gym? What about the time that you get the results you want on that test? Let's get a little more spiritual. What about the time that you kept reading your Bible and you could feel yourself growing spiritually? What about the time that that friend you've invited for so long finally comes to church? There's nothing more fulfilling than bearing the fruit that God has called us to. Nothing is more fulfilling than bearing the fruit that God called us to. Now, feeling unfruitful and being unfruitful are two very different things. As a young person, you may feel unfruitful. You may think that your time hasn't come yet or that I'm too young to make a difference. Well, you're wrong. You can make an impact. Some of you here tonight may feel like you're too far away from Jesus, that there's no sign of Him in your life. And if there's any little sign of Him at all, it's just Him dragging you, your lifeless body behind Him, and you're not actually walking with Him. You feel cut off. Too far for Him to hear you. But let me tell you, you haven't been cut off. You're never too far away that God can't use you. Think about the word while. I don't like it. It's too loose of a word. It can mean 10 minutes. Or if you're from around here, the phrase in a little while can mean anywhere from five or the second after it's said to five hours later. In my case that I'm fixing to tell you, it took maybe eight hours, but let me give you an example. Mom, I'm hungry. I'm cooking lasagna. I said, oh, lasagna. I love lasagna. About eight hours later, supper's done. And I'm like, well, it's about time. Goodness gracious. But just make a little note to yourself. If you are hungry, don't eat lasagna. A while can be especially bad when it refers to a period of time. The writer of Hebrews is trying to encourage the Christians who are being persecuted in Hebrews 10, 37-38. Forget a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. God uses the term very loosely, because we don't know the day nor the hour that he's going to return. 
Even though a while can be a long period of time, it can also be a very short period of time. We only have a short period of time on this earth. We have to take advantage of it while we can. There are many opportunities for all of us. We just have to take them. In Nehemiah chapter 6, we read that Nehemiah only had a little while to rebuild a wall that could have taken him years. It was a task that he had to ask the king special permission for. He didn't have long to do it. He had the resources and he had the time, but he had a limited amount of both. God has unlimited resources. That's why Jesus is the vine. We have limited resources, and that's why we're the branches. The average lifespan is probably somewhere around 75. And that may seem like a long time, but it's really not. We only have a little while to be fruitful. Nehemiah set out to rebuild the wall and everything was going well, but his enemies took notice of what he was doing. They wanted to hurt him, distract him, get his mind off of rebuilding the wall. They were trying to get him to waste his days, to lose his focus. But Nehemiah says no. There may be some of you here that have lost their focus for things that aren't worth your while. We focus on so much on getting approval from people or wanting other people to admire us that we lose our focus and it causes us to be unfruitful. Let it go. It's not worth your while to stand at a stalemate. It's not worth your while to complain about the grade that you got on the test that you didn't study for. Every moment that we spend dwelling on things that aren't worth our while is the moment that we could be on that wall building something great. We need to get back to building things that are worthwhile. My second and final point this evening is prune your priorities. Now you can't be consistent at everything. If there are too many pursuits, then there's no consistency in them. If you have a lot going on, but then you have a hard time saying no and take on some more stuff, then you're not going to be very consistent. Being bogged down with too much can cause you to be ineffective. It can cause you to lose your focus on the important things. Many of you may have heard the name Matt Emmons. Matt Emmons started out as a successful junior world record holder in the 50-meter rifle three positions. In 2002, he won both the ISSF World Cup Final and the 2004 ISSF World Cup Final in this event. Emmons was also successful in the 50-meter prone, where he won both the 2002 ISSF World Shooting Championships and the 2004 Summer Olympics in this event. This victory was special because it was made with a rifle that wasn't his. Because you see, when Emmons opened his rifle case after his arrival at the 2004 Summer Olympics, he noticed something. He noticed something was wrong. Someone had taken a screwdriver or apparently or some sort of object to that effect and damaged the chamber to the point that it wouldn't even chamber a shell. But this didn't stop Emmons from winning, though, because I've already said he won the gold in that event in that summer. In the 2008 Summer Olympics in Beijing, he won the silver medal in the 50-meter prone competition. He was then scheduled to compete in the 50-meter rifle three positions. He finished second in the qualification round. With his first shot in the 10-shot final, 
He took the lead. Over the next eight shots, Emmons extended his lead by 3.3 points. Emmons went into his final shot with the lead. He had shot a perfect score, all nine nine shots up until this point. He lined up for his final shot, and he pulled the trigger. He nailed the target. But the only problem was that he shot a target that was in the wrong lane. He lost his focus. He had practiced years and days and hours for this competition. He had devoted he had devoted his entire life to this sport. I mean, he was amazing. There was no doubt about it. But he lost his focus for just one second, and it knocked him completely off the leaderboard. Do you see how ineffective we can be if we lose our focus? Emmons was a pro. He had devoted his entire life to the sport, but he lost his focus and he was unable to get the job done. So I challenge you to prune your life, prune your priorities. Ask yourself, is this worth my time? We're not the vine. We're only the branches that stay connected to the vine. And to stay connected to the vine, we have to be fruitful. So determine what is worth your while. If you want to live a fruitful life, you must live a faithful life. It may take a while to see the fruit from your faithfulness, but stay committed. I promise you it's worth your while. You may be here tonight and you may feel like you're unfruitful. You may feel like you've dried up and withered away. You may feel like you're too far away to come back. But brothers and sisters, You're never too far away to come back to Christ. God wants you. He can use you.